0: Your weekly Selk grassroots podcast brought to you by the Down
1: to Play app. Welcome. And now for this week's edition of All Around the Leagues. So today on the All Around the League show, I'm meeting with, well, a a rapid rise uh, from Bromley and District Days to the Kent County uh, Division One West, Uh, Welling Park boys, Gary and Sean Perfect. Um... I've interviewed a club, uh, South East Athletic, and I don't want to talk about them boys and, and Welling okay. Park, I think is a little bit of a, a friendly rivalry between the two clubs. But I see uh, Welling Park's um, sort of pathway is very much the same as um, South East Athletic. So they've made it from the Bromleyan District. You spent, Was you in the league when it was at and South London as well?
0: Uh, uh, the reserves are in
1: there now. Okay. So they've gone through, they've gone through from... Uh, the Bromley District into the Kent County made their way probably into the toughest division uh, in in local sort of level football uh, Division One West in Kent County. Uh, Gary is the club secretary and Sean is chairman treasurer and player in the first team. They both kept themselves very uh, busy through the years. Gary sounds like he's held every single uh, role in the club uh, since it started. Um, boys, how are you doing? Yeah, good, good to good be. Well. Thank you. They've made it into silk towers. We're not having a um, we're not having a phone interview today. We're actually in place in the uh, in the glamorous uh, surroundings of the of the studio. So thanks for coming in, boys. Um, tell us a bit, Gary. Tell us a bit about how you uh, why you founded the club and uh, and basically bring us right up to date with it.
0: All right. So we were founded in 2006. Uh, me and a few friends. Broke away from What was then The old Elton Palace side We were playing With Elton Palace Reserves In the South London Alliance And there was no Real progression From the reserves To the first team The first team had A, a good history But it was history And they, they had no Sort of Progression or route for, for most of us um, So We had a chat One summer um, With a couple of Other friends who, who played Local Sunday football And we decided To set up uh, A football team as most good conversations go started in the pub yeah um, all the best ones <laughs> and uh, it, it grew from now so we originally funny enough we originally applied to enter the South London Lions okay but back then believe it or not despite having however many teams they had not as many as some leagues have now they said they were full and so they pointed us towards John Cooper and the Bromley District and that's where it all began um,
1: how many? How many? What squad were you carrying then? Fifteen. Oh bloke, yeah, f- just just bare fifteen. Fi- bare 15. fifteen.
0: We were sponsored back then, despite being aside from Welling, obviously a brand new side. If everything was pay and play, and and you had to work our way through things. But we um, we started off playing at Cold Harbour. We were training at Irish School, and we were sponsored by a pub in Sickup <laughs> okay, <laughs> called the Old Portrait which is now the Hilltop Tap. So um, we were sponsored by them originally. And um yeah, we started out in the Bromley District and fourteen, fifteen mates, um a kit back then you didn't have club badges and stuff, it was just a basic pro star kit with a the sponsor on the front and yep. that was it and and uh yeah we we went into the Bromleyan District with our sort of fairly naive um because we weren't sure what level was. How did you find
1: it straight away going into running a club like that? What was the the uh, like? I, well,
0: fair. F- luckily for me, i my dad who was involved a lot in the early days to, to steer me the right way, you know. But when you when you set up a club, completely new and completely novice to it, you're not aware of all the stuff that you've got to pay for. Yeah, affiliation fees, league fees. You, a lot of pitches want money up front. Training wants money up front. So all of a sudden, there's this huge cost. And now I've got 14 mates together, and you can't turn around to the boys at the start and say, actually. I think I need a sort of chip in a couple hundred quid to keep the club afloat. So, luckily, uh, Dad was he was a good influence there. He, he basically bankrolled us at the start of the season and we'd pay him back f- as the months went by. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it was so a he big... he was a
1: sponsor almost. As he well. was
0: almost a sponsor, yeah, like a financial sponsor as well as the, the sponsor that paid for our kits. And uh, yeah, we, we weren't sure what to make of it. The, the Bromley and District although being a lot smaller than the South London Lions I think they had four divisions back then we went into Division 3, there was Division 2 1 and the Prem uh, South London Lions I think had 6
1: um, It used to be a good league the South it London It was Lions, a very,
0: it? yeah it was a real big league and, and like I say they turned a few teams towards the Bromley District teams that probably stayed there ever since but the Bromley was really they were well run they were really well run, they were a close knit team and John Cooper, who's sadly no longer with us, um, and Jim Hampson, who's no longer with us, sadly, um, they pretty much told me everything I needed to do. They pointed mm. me at the right people, um, told me to get involved with the Kent FA because they were a Kent uh, FA league, um, and uh, and and helped me with anything I needed um, in terms of administration and ideas. Obviously, back then there was no whole game system, no. so it was all <laughs> it was all match cards and yeah. you know. Everything was paper registration, so they were really good with that. And uh, yeah, and then, then we started 2006, and funny enough, we won we won our first game 11-1.
1: Bloody hell, can you remember? Can you remember who the
0: Oppo was that day? Yeah, there were a side at the time called Penhill Standard. Okay, and they played that of Avery Hill, and uh, yeah, we beat them 11-1, and we fought then. God, this is easy. This lot. <laughs> so the second game, I remember the first two really well. The second game, we played another new team called Iron Tugboat City. What a name that was, and, um, and they beat us seven <laughs> three. Okay, <laughs> so then we were like, okay, that's that's brought us Still right up up back. Yeah, we were up on goal difference. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was a it was a different season to start with. It was a bit of um, as you do all the time. We brought in a couple of players from teams we'd played with who didn't quite gel with the lads we had there and sort of we had comings and goings and our first season actually we ended up with three lots of brothers all playing in the same team um, our goalkeeper sent a midfielder then um, our centre forward and his brother um, so loads of rowing going yeah, on in the yeah, changing room yeah plenty over. of that <laughs> um, And we, it was alright the first season it was just a bit um, uh, yeah it was a learning curve mm-hmm. so first season I think we finished fourth maybe uh, 4 4 5th, mid table, you know, it was a decent enough start. And then we sort of went on from there. I think 2000 and the following season, we uh, finished third, got promoted to Div 1, got to a cup final that year. That was our first taste of a cup final. And Bromley and District always do their cup finals at Beckenham Town. So that was Lovely, a really yeah. nice experience, you know, yeah. for the boys. Um, and then we got promoted to Div 1. Got to a cup final that year and won that one.
1: Okay. So
0: that was the first taste of actually lifting silverware. How did that,
1: how did that feel after a few years? Uh, after yeah, club?
0: that was blinding. That was real. Especially with the year before, the first cup final we lost, 3-1. Would never, ever in a month of Sundays be played nowadays. Okay, It rained all day. The pitch was soaked. There were puddles in the corner flags. Um, and we got beat by a side division above us and they were a good side but they beat us um, but but give us that taste of getting back there and playing on that surface under the floodlights with a yep. little crowd and the following year we won we won in extra time actually we were 2-1 down got it back to 2 all, and our top goal scorer for a long long time Jackie scored to make it 3-2 and then our other top goal scorer scored and, and remembers every game doesn't he I? I, reme- I remember a few yeah. of them the big ones do you know we played that game um, do you know Liam Kelly from uh, who's been around the football yeah, yeah, for a yeah, long yeah, time yeah, yeah. he's involved with Sporting Club Thamesburg now. he set up a side back then called OPK went on to become Bexley Borough and uh, it was Liam Kelly's reserve side OPK reserves we played them at Beckenham Town and beat them in extra time and that was a good that was a good one um, and then as most clubs do we, we we started to progress and push through the divisions um, won the div- well, we didn't actually win Division 1 we finished runners up to University Greenwich got promoted to the Prem tried to steer away from where we were playing we were playing at a whole place and we wanted to see some sort of progression so we tried to move to enough ground that fell massively we fell flat on our face there. Mm. big financial cost to the club and Um, we were really struggling really struggling we lost a few players that year because it was tough the the jump from Div 1 in the Bromley district to the Prem was was quite a big there were some good clubs in the Prem now Mm. Dulwich and um, South East were up there and there was Older Danes there were some good sides so it was a bit of a tough jump for us but we we stuck with it we stuck with it we had um, uh, we had a good influx of young lads come in so my brother and uh he brought in I think four or five of his friends and, and we brought some other lads in where we'd played Sundays and stuff and got them involved and yeah, I think we won the Bromley and District Prem oh, I'll go back now. Two thousand and Thirteen, something like that. Around so that sort of what time.
1: So, what's the mentality then? As soon as you win that prem, are you looking at the Kent County straight away, or are you thinking let's stay here and let's dominate here for for a little while first? We're, we're where, at, where, where, where does the mind sort of where does where does the thoughts of going up into the Kent County I
0: happen? That the year we won the prem, we lost. We got to the Kent County Cup final, but we were playing the juniors that were run by the the, local, uh, the district league. So we got to the Junior B final and lost to a South London Alliance team called South they beat us an extra time 3-1 that gave us a little flavour of what you could do Uh, the following season we wanted to go back into the Junior B because we wanted to have a chance of winning it and the county put us into the A and I weren't too keen on going into the A because you go in with all the there's county sides in it Div 3 Div 2 and um, we had a real good run we had a real good run no one sort of fancied us to go as far as we did but Um, we beat uh, Old Rowan we beat Lidtown Reserves Old Rowan
1: were a good team but they're still good side now they're a very very good side yeah
0: we beat Old Rowan 4-2 and I think we beat Lidtown Reserves they come up to (laughs) Hall Place there's a long journey for them we beat them (laughs) (laughs) 6-1 and their gaffer turned around at the end of the game and spoke to a few of our boys who were looking after it at the time and uh, said to them you know you boys need to come and play county football you know you're a good side and I think that's your next progression yeah Um, so we got to that final that year played Canterbury City Saints so Canterbury City's like district side basically and um, beat them at the final and that
1: was a real good day out. that was blinding um, yeah are lot. you a league if, when you're looking back obviously you've got league titles and all that and cups yeah. are you a cup final or a league title as a as a player and a gaffer yeah would you I guess it's different I think (laughs) well we've only
0: we've only won one league title funnily enough and that was that was really special because we played 42 games that season and it went to last game of the season double header at Long Lane we were playing a side called Lee Athletic and we had to win one draw one we had to get four points to win the league South East had finished three weeks before they were waiting in the wings they all come down and watched all the league committee were down there watching so we had a big crowd down there and we won we, won the, we went 2-0 down in the first game bloody hell and so we were really flapping we won 5-2 <laughs> two, two, yeah, uh, and then the second game we won 3-0 and we won the league so that was that was really special but the cup final just had that aura about them you know they're they're quality nights and quality days and the two days out at Maidstone we had in the Kent County Finals the the nights at Beckenham with the Bromley and District and then when we had a a Sunday side running back when I used to run a Sunday side uh, under just the Welling Park name we got to two uh, County Cup Finals in uh, the old London and Kent Suburban League and they were at VCD and they were good days so yeah I think we're probably we're probably better known as a cup side just because okay. of how much how much success we've had in them but,
1: but
2: we love promotions
1: so we love promotions runners, we love getting promoted got up yeah <laughs> Cup what we want so give us a quick run through you've moved no, let's, let's say you've moved into the Kent County you're in Div 3 West mm-hmm. um, tell us about the progression through to Div 1 West now how how has that how's that seemed
0: so this, this is where when the first team went to uh, County that's when we set up our resi so this is where I although I had a major eye watching them um, I, I sort of stepped away a little bit but watched them the first team progress through we were pretty confident going into Div 3 West having beaten sides in the Cups that we'd we'd cope um, and, and do well, we thought. And it happens
1: quite a lot. You see promoted teams going from uh, the Bromley and South London now uh, going straight through Div 3 West because yeah. the, the quality is not that much. Well, there's nothing in it. And in fact, you'd probably say it's it's a bit better on the whole. Mm-hmm. The top teams in the Bromley and South London are, are probably better than... Uh, the, most of the teams in Div 3 West yeah aren't they? the
0: lower half of Div 3 West I think you know There's
2: a lot of reserve teams in there aren't there so yeah. they, do, they do suffer in terms of when the first team want their players they take them and that's why Div 3 West they sort of you get a kind of 50-50 representation of toughness compared to you okay. can say easier games that you go to in, in Div 3 West
0: mm-hmm. but and we funny enough that was the year my dad stepped away so um our, our centre forward, our, our top goal scorer, Jack, he took over the reins, and um, he he, t- he took the, f- the first team into the county, and he done done a fantastic job because it was a real transition in terms of we had to get better players in, we had to get um, better facilities. So this time now we've moved away from Hall Place and we went across the Albion. That was I knew Nigel and I, I knew Gary behind the bar and I spoke to them both and I knew it was a county ground
1: I definitely reffed you at Crofton Albion yeah, in, so a, we uh, in an evening game against South East Athletic probably more than likely yeah, well, I think when <laughs> they won the league actually I think oh it was, was it yeah, yeah.
2: bit of memories <laughs> <laughs> always of me refereeing probably
0: <laughs> yeah so we went to Crofton and, and, and that's that where we, we, we started to move um, we like I say like Sean said there you know we, we finished runners up to South East that, that year um and then you're out of the division three and straight into division two. And again, Division Two West is a good division. There's there's some real good sides in, in all county football and, and and like you say in, in the district leagues but you got a feeling that we'll give this another go now this year and um this is where we Jack wanted to concentrate on playing a little bit so he stepped away and we were looking for a manager for a few weeks. We actually went into Division Two West with no goalkeeper and no manager ok great preparation <laughs> great start um, as hard as we tried um, our first team keeper moved to Brentwood Dan so he was he was off he couldn't commit just couldn't commit He's, he had a young young child and he just couldn't commit so he, he stuck about and gave us a hand from time to time um, and Sean you took the reins really didn't you yeah he was, it was Div two. sort of trying to still play and,
2: and manage at the same time and I stood, took a step back myself and I was only probably 22 at the time so I kind of stepped back too much really and tried running it and ultimately at the end of the day I had a conversation with Gary and said we need to get someone in and, and that's where we made that transition and we reached out to people and in our first team manager wasn't it?
0: Yeah so we we had a we put a little advert out, we didn't get many sort of hits on it because although we've had like I say quite a nice rise through the leagues we're still quite a, an unknown name in terms also, of football.
1: Also, I'm not, I'm not sure how well adverts on league websites and all that actually end up... No, do, exactly. They don't do anything. It's all you, you need to know someone who knows someone yeah. potentially.
0: Yeah, and like you say, when you ad- advertise on a county league, the only teams that see it are county teams. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it didn't work too well. But I played football with a, a, a bloke who's now our first-team manager, Harry, and we had a conversation. He was running Bexleyans at the time, and he was struggling to get um, players, and and he was just he had a lot going on there. And we had a chat with him and said to him, "Look, the position's become available. If you want it, it's there for you because we had everything in place for a manager." And that, that's one thing we'd worked on through through the years is putting stuff in place. You know, making sure the club had a treasurer, a fixture secretary. We got. Um, you know, okay. a kit lady does all our kits.
1: Yeah. Um So the manager ain't running about filling up water bottles, exactly, collecting subs, exactly. doing all that stuff. And he can just you, concentrate on being a manager. When
0: you people, when you're sitting down and telling them, this is all taken care of, we want you to come in, do a bit of coaching and manage. And then all of a sudden it's a lot more appealing, mm. especially if they've got a few players wrapped around and they think they can bring them in and improve the, the team and the squad as a whole. And then, yeah, Harry come in and... Um, he, he brought four or five lads of him and he, he, I was running the reserves at the time with a few of the first-team players um, who'd stepped down and he gave us a few players who we are still there now and, and Div 2 West was a real tough league that year. There was some good sides. Nomads were a good good mm-hmm. running side and South East were up there with us and um, Bromleyans um, when uh, Danny Wakeling was in charge um and then yeah they were on fire then yeah they? and we we had a real good run at it and we had a, obviously Broms won it that year we finished runners up and then up again we went to Div 1 West and that's where our story sort of has not stopped because we're still progressing I
1: feel we but definitely, that's where we're at I mean last season it was a pack of probably six clubs realistically yeah we don't no one can tell me who would have won that division at the end of the season. It nah. was so close. It seemed that um, everyone was nicking points off of each other and it was just that consistency that I think you boys, uh, Red Velvet and uh, Chips, did it was. Chips did and even uh, Tenenby, yeah. they had so many games to catch up that yeah. I think... You 4 were for me probably the the ones that were in for it Metro uh, Metrogas dropped off a little bit towards the end of the season and I think Belvedere dropped off dramatically didn't they towards the end uh, of the Bexley season dropped a few points Bexley Belvedere as well.
0: sort of went the other way started off a little bit slow didn't yeah. they and then peaked a bit because they, they got some good players in around Christmas time yeah
1: but it was such an exciting uh, division in Div 1 West last year I don't think I don't think I'm wrong in saying it's probably the most competitive league in Kent County at the moment you look at Staplehurst have, have walked the, the Prem the last couple of years. They certainly would have won it last year. Um, and in, pre, in other years, especially in the West, I'm more, more sort of, um, I know the West side a bit better. Yeah. Um, you could have picked the winners quite early on, it seemed. There were definite uh, people coming out of the pack, but did West last year was stupid. And absolutely it, ridiculous and it's and it's not going to get any easier no. this season well nothing's changed so it's everyone go again isn't it well I think
0: actually there's yes, four or five teams that have really improved obviously AFC Mottenham have brought in two sports reserves th- who were the old Red Velvet reserves yeah. side and yep. um, Halls have brought in a few of the lads from Bromleyans um, they're going to improve South East have got new managers yep. they're going to improve um, so this year I really think you could you, I, th- I think it will be probably the lowest points total to win a division,
1: which will tell you that it, how competitive it is yeah, most most losses take... and least points yeah. by a champion in for a long long time. Yeah, it's going to be mad. Where are you boys? You playing? You st- your STC? Uh, STC? No, we moved
0: last year to Footscray
1: Rapid. Oh, Cup. of course you did. Yep. Yes, yeah, so we're across the road.
0: So yeah, um, Footscray Still. offered us. Yeah, they offered us a couple of pitches, and they just had a big investment from. The uh, all the Charlton stuff that's gone in down here. So we decided to move across um, and, and that's where we are. That's where we're based now. So, Footscray Rugby Club for us next year.
1: So, aspirations going forward for Welling Park. Um, try and win that Division 1 West, presumably. Uh, more cup finals. But I don't want to put uh, words in your mouth. What are the aspirations? Is it grow the club, more reserve teams, A teams? I know you've got a growing catalogue of Sunday teams attached to uh, with the Welling Park name uh, where's the club going to go in the, in the short term and mid term future?
2: Yeah so short term goals for the first team we want to get promotion to the print. Um we are set up financially now stable so we can push on ourselves um, the reserves we want to get into the Kent County divisions within the next year maybe two years if we can we're, we're looking at still bringing a, a joint reserve team manager um, to help our other brother out because was actually still involved in the club as well. So it, it's mainly progression of each team, pushing them all on, especially the Sunday boys that we've got in. We've got a new Sunday team coming in. Chris, he's been around the club for a couple of years. He used to be at uh, Mottlingham, used to be their manager, and he's friends with our Gaffer at the moment, Harry Newman. So he's come in with his team. his old team of old boys, I think. Some of them are into their 40s, I think, some of them. But they come back playing after about five years. So... Try and get them playing week in, week out. Get a good backlog um, of teams behind us. You know, just filter through the players. I mean, ultimately, when you get to a level where we are now, you need to have that that catalogue of players that you can call upon at any point. Yep. Um, there was moments I think two seasons ago where we struggled when we weren't when we didn't have 16 uh, players available. We would bring 13 players away to a team like Hill, who have obviously been now in the Prem, and and we got spanked yep. and it was kind of well we need good players all over the pitch and replacements so it is progression of each team like we said me and Gal we've, we've built the club up so much lately um, that we're in such a real good position to push on and, and that's our ultimate goal for the first team push on to that prem get the reserves into the Kent County and then each Sunday team just keep progressing as they are uh, we've been watching a bit of our, our other Sunday team well in Clark Spartans who I think they're in the League yeah. yeah they are yeah they're, they're, i mean they're on
1: their day they're a good they're a good little side oh, yeah, yeah. At the okay um,
2: they've had a couple of battles against our own teams in the club games <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and they're buying for the first team but i don't think we're going to cross that breach this year maybe a little bit later on but um yeah they're flying at the moment and if they can progress even, even better um and that's what we, that's what we want we want each team to progress we're not about you know pushing the first team on only it's it's about the whole club And that's why we have managers, coaches, goalkeeping coaches in place to help out the whole club. You know, the Sunday boys have the option to train if they want to train. Um, Not that they like to, but they will if they can. Uh, First team reserves team train together, you know, and that's what we want to do. We want to get that real core club base and push on as we can.
1: It's a much more sensible way of doing it. If you've got two teams training together, then you've got two teams splitting the cost of it for a start because it ain't cheap to hire a 3G or anything no, like no. that. So it makes sense. So um, what is it the reserves go into county and then you get another team to go into the Bromley and to stay in the Bromley district or is it to progress that team?
0: I think we'd look at it because we've just got a lot of good memories. in, in the, Although it's the Bromley in South London now, you know, this this we've got a lot of good memories in the Bromley in district and... Um, I'd Some like very to good keep, in that, yeah. League. I'd like to keep I'd like to keep the club tied to it if we could. Um like you said with you know, like Sean's been saying with the whole club, we're really lucky where we've got a real good core of people around the club, even still to this day. You mm. know, lads who helped me start the club are now still involved, you know. Um and still involved with whether we're the first team or the reserves or, or either or or just come down to watch, you know. Mm. Um we've got a good committee. We've we set up a sort of a management committee to to overlook everything across across the club. Um and it's it's good just to have those boys around us and help us when we need to. Um steer us if we they think we're doing something wrong, someone to step in and tell you because ultimately they're your mates and they, they can they can do that, you know. You don't want a load of people just agreeing with you saying, yeah, let's go for it, let's go for it and and you're going the wrong way. You know, we made a couple of mistakes in the past. We have, we tried to jump too early, go to a big ground and pay silly money and it, like I say, we, we nearly, very, very nearly folded at one point. Really, we were really close but like those boys who were around me then, Jack and Dean, Dan, Tony, who's, most of them still involved with the club now. They, they, they said no we can do this we just got to get back on track and and, and push the club the way we want to push them and I'm so glad they did because that's when we started to win stuff that's when we we got our success and had we folded like a lot of clubs face unfortunately in this Mm. day and age um, we'd have never had those memories and their memories maybe
1: it's that hardship sometimes that brought you all together and you thought let's fucking knuckle down let's get this let's pull it back together yeah. and let's go again maybe you need that little kick up the arse because obviously you've started a club you've you've got it going then you've pushed yourself and you thought oh hang on a minute we've cocked up here mm. it shows it shows who's interested it shows who's up for the fight where everyone comes together and look where you've gone since then exactly. so it, it's been you've, you've done it the right way
0: yeah definitely definitely and like any new clubs coming into it you know they've just got to just, just play to your strengths in in all aspects of football you know what I mean don't try and go for the big pitches if you can't afford them stick with your all places for the time being because that's where your club grows Mm. and sooner or later you'll want to move away when the time's right and you've made a little bit of money and got a bit in the kitty to financially support yourselves and, and go from there there's nothing wrong with doing that for a few no. years you know digging in down at Cholton Park and Hall Place and those sort of grounds you know oh. they're there for a reason they're there to be used isn't there's they?
1: nothing wrong with playing at Charlton Park for a couple of years borrowing a couple of kits off for people who ain't <laughs> yeah, exactly. you don't need them anymore you need to do it don't exactly, you and exactly what just out of interest and don't you don't have to be specific but what sort of money do you do does it take to finance well park in a season just ballpark round so, number I wouldn't I wouldn't know a complete round number but you know are you talking three grand a team or something around that sort of number i
0: talking probably around sort of six for the whole club probably roughly but that's just to get going really yeah uh, costs increase every year um, we've done a thing that I think a few teams have, have done I don't know we, we've done it pretty early actually in, in the sense that we decided to steer away from the pay and play idea because we were when you're struggling to get 11 players on a Saturday you can't charge the players that aren't there to cover your costs so if you turn up with a bare 11 to somewhere like I say Metric Gas for example where you're splitting the costs with the oppo and, or, or you're playing at Metrogas and you, you haven't got enough to cover the pitch or and the refs all of a sudden your club's in a bit of bit of trouble and, and, and then you got to pay for training on top of that so we sat down and we talked about it for a while. We had discussions and we set up an idea where we charge our players a membership. So our players pay a monthly membership to play for the club. It's not a lot of money. It's a lot cheaper than most people think. Um, And we did that on the basis that each team signs between 16 and 18 players. And if every player pays this monthly membership fee, then the club will be financially sound and it will push the club in the right way to cover costs further down the line um, that you may incur or that you need to cover
1: you know it's easy for a bloke to pay his whatever it's gonna I'm gonna say 50 quid it's easy for a bloke to pay 50 quid at the end of the month when he gets paid yeah and he knows his football's sorted for the whole month going forward forward, exactly and you're covered because you know what your costs are gonna be for that month and you're not chasing around for to sign players to get that ten of subs on a, on yeah. a Saturday to cover you. I
2: mean, we're also in that position where you know if a player's injured, we give them their money back. Like it's not a case of you know you've, you signed up, that's it. Now you know and we only run from September to May anyway, like the season would anyway. Okay. So it's not as if we charge them all year round either. It's literally, and it's it is very cheap. We worked <laughs> it out to the penny what training, what the kit lady charges, what the match day costs are. And obviously the referee cost They went up by a fiver last year. At the yeah. meeting, which uh, which <laughs> threw us off a little bit. But we were able to be out of four. Yeah, the money in the account. You know, it's not. Um, we're in a real good position. We had um, our our friend Tony ran it last year, and, and myself, and and our new Accountant Jamie. He's going to step in and and help us out. And like I said we've got four clubs now, so we need to keep on top of that. And you know, it's difficult keeping track of uh Five people's money, let alone six,
0: yeah. jobs, six blokes. But then, it, like I said, there it's easier at the end of the month to look at one statement and see who's paid and yep. who hasn't. Yep. Than chase forty, fifty blokes every Tuesday training or every Saturday and say, "Where's your subs? Where's your subs? Yep. Where's your subs?" So we're we're um, happy to help people out. If
2: people want to know what we're doing. Get in contact with us. We're, we're happy yeah.
0: to help steer clubs in the right direction if, they, if that's th- what they're struggling with financially. Let's know. Yeah, because yeah. it's a good. It's, we've got a good little. Um, we've got a good little thing going, and it's a, it's a nice like. You said 50 quid earlier. Our players pay half that.
1: Okay. That's, uh, that was, yeah. I'll, I'm guessing a tenner yeah, a, oh, a, yeah, a week. and
0: yeah, but and that's, that's how we've worked it out. Our players pay half that. Okay. And that's where they're at. And that, that's, your, that's your football for a month. You could have five home games, five training sessions in there. That's working you out at, what, £2.50 a session? Who, who pays that? Yeah. District or, or, or sort of lower level county no, That's fantastic. You know, and that's... And we don't... We don't want... We want to grow the club, but we the financial backing you need to get to real higher levels we'll never have unfortunately because football as good as it is round here is very very diluted there's a lot of teams and there's not a lot of space so you know we'd like to give a lot back to our players and um, we like to
1: do you see the Kent County Prem as the ceiling for where you are at the moment is that as, is that as far as you could I think for go? the
0: time being if we get there
2: unless a big sponsorship comes in we've got a really good sponsorship real good sponsorship yeah uh, we're back with Tandoori down in... Um where
1: green in
2: yeah, Falconwood
1: yeah that's where they are so yeah they're, they're a great sponsor for us we go there every Christmas I think Gail's about a to touch on that anyway yeah. <laughs> and, and pay back all your sponsorship money pretty
0: and, much yeah. in one city <laughs> yeah. uh, our bar I bill on. our bar bill last Christmas was over a thousand pounds just on beer so add the food onto that and you'll see where we are but and them, yeah, yeah, but they're, they're good they're, <laughs> they're good guys they, sponsor, they give us a, a very good sponsorship every two years we yeah. roll that with them and it pays for three or four kits and we put a bit back into the club all the players have, you know, the opportunity to buy tracksuits and that from the club. It's all subsidised by, mm. by the sponsorship. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, they're good. They've been real good to us. And like you say, we go back there every Christmas. We had 40, what, eight last year? think hell. At the Curry House. And now we're taking on another club. So we're looking at probably 60 or 70 for the Christmas Curry so you this just year. Bu- You just
1: booked the whole,
0: you booked yeah, the whole place out? we did say to them last year, this year, this year, um, year we'll just book the whole thing because we do tell them every year but despite that they you know they're like any business you know if they can make money they will so they had 48 lads in there last year about 10 of which had to do initiations and then there were three or four families in there trying to enjoy their
2: curry
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you've got uh, yeah, ten yeah, one on a romantic date yeah no. one on a oh, date you oh, ruined the bloke's first date oh yeah the shocker <laughs> she was not happy with him but no. in fairness he, she, he, she was serenaded there was good uh, ten, ten good initiations there up and down the, uh, up and down the walkway with uh, bottles of cobra or tiger or whatever it is in their hands. You know, they did all right.
1: Unfortunately, a couple of doors down for my favourite courier. So I haven't uh, been oh. to the Falconwood Tandoori. Yeah, I like the old champagne. But, uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Other fast food restaurants are available. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so let's get on to some uh, back to the football questions. Who's the biggest rival? That's this easy question, I imagine, <laughs> isn't it?
2: Well, I mean, recent years, obviously in our league there's been some hard teams Uh, we were without South East in our league for about two seasons I think Um, they've always been our long term rivals and they know that themselves Uh, but there's a lot in Div 1 West now I think you go to any game it feels like a derby Um, we know a lot of boys at different clubs Red Velvet this year Yep. Uh, real close rivalry one of my best friends is goes out of one of the Sisters of the brother that runs them, so it's all like uh, it's all in the link. We all know each other. Yep. Halls, we have a real feisty relationship with Halls, um, all for the good. Yeah, um, Bexley, Bexley, Bexley they're, they're always tough. Bexley are always tough, you know, they're, yep. they're a strong outfit and uh, they love to upset teams. And you know, even Chips did. You
1: did know? I ref boys against um, Bexley reserves when I sent about three of theirs off?
2: Yes, at uh, Crofton,
1: yeah, what they yeah, yeah, yeah. were bad that day, weren't they? <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Bex are always hard yeah. <laughs> always hard I
2: think most some of them reserve players are in the first team yeah they they're, are they're a, yeah. Bit, they're a bit tough yeah. Um, but yeah no, we, that's how we go in, in that league it's tough I mean I don't think you can sort of single out any teams in that league like I said mm-hmm. we've got the long term one, South East um, but yeah that league yeah. I think almost every team is
1: a rival now what's the what's the sweetest win though what's the, what team do you what first you must look through the fixtures. I think when we play playing them that'll be good when we get them and if we can turn them over there must be one one team through the years that stands out a little bit more than everyone else uh,
2: this this year over the last two years I think we lost at home to halls which is a real upset for us at the time isn't we, we was flying um, and then we went to their place and on one two nil, and I think that was uh, that was quite sweet for us. Um, I'd say that was probably one of our highlights of the game because we went for a difficult patch after that defeat. Um, a couple of games were called off. We had some real tough away fixtures. Unfortunately, we got about three sending offs in the last five games. It, it, it got tough um, for us, but yeah, we got back on track with a two 0 win away at Halls. Um, good sports at the end of the game, you know, but. It, it did feel quite sweet at the end of that game. They bring a lot of crowds down, especially if they're reserve team ain't playing. They come down, yeah. And, try and wind you up on the sideline and do it back to them as much as you can. But just to like, to just win, like with yeah, to win that's how you shut them up. But yeah, that was
1: probably our best best win last year. What do you fancy? What do you think for next season then? For the for the first team, what are you what are you looking at? Is it is it promotion? Is that is that the be or an end or, or is it just to compete with? I think the him? way
2: the, the way the gaffer is setting us up at the moment is literally game by game. We can't take it any differently. It's that old cliche, but, you know, he, he has drilled it into us a lot. I mean, we started talking last year about seven, eight games in. I think we won pretty much all of them. Um, and we, people were talking about a game in, in three weeks' time. I and then mean, we lost the following one, and he was he was fuming with us. And rightly so. Um, but he's got his own coaching team, and, he, and they've drilled that into us all pre-season. You know, he's been doing one to one, one-to-two training sessions all through the summer. So he's drilled it into everybody, and that is our goal as a club um, but we're literally going
1: to take it game by game okay. at the moment yeah I think that's the best especially in that division you just have to see the results each week and see where you end up it's, um, it's going to be a brilliant division again so into uh, some questions about where you expect your rivals to finish next year <laughs> if, if not you from Division 1 West who would you like to win the league? like to win the league? Or who, let's, let's say who do you think who do you think We'll win the league.
0: I think the way they went
2: last year and I think I think they've been trying to apply to go scaffold, I'm not sure, but um Chips did they're a solid outfit. Yeah. Um, I like them. Um, lovely to pitch to play on as well. Yeah, a way tough to away game, yeah. Yeah, always always tough. Um plenty of goals in their games as well. They love I love scoring, but if you can get them behind,
1: you can also. I did them in a game where they beat Metrogas seven yeah, nil. And yeah. they honestly, out of all the games I ref last season, they played twenty minutes of football. That was it was the best in, in regardless of whatever level. They they absolutely blitzed Metrogas in in twenty minutes, and that was it. Game over. Yeah, Gas aren't an
2: easy team to play. Nah. Well, I mean we lost 1-0 to them, and it's a it's a tight game against them. So to beat them seven 0 there's some going. But if it ain't us probably chips we don't
1: really see too much of a bit of a rivalry between
0: them so to let the others to say the others you're gonna you you could throw eight names up in the air and, and you could pick any one of them to be honest yeah you. exactly e- even with the, the sides coming in you know AFC Mottenham who, who were the old have taken on Tudor Sports you know we played Tudor Sports in the cup last year they beat us 3-2 Tudor Sports reserves you know yeah. they're a real good side and they're, they're going to come in and strengthen Mottenham untold Yeah. so you know it's going to be real tight between all of them
2: yeah that's the team oh, that finished
0: bottom last year so. yeah Halls yeah, yeah, right Houl, will be up there yeah, Southface will be up Pete, there Peter Nolan
1: uh, in as manager exactly. at Halls he'll bring some players with him yeah, yeah.
2: Watching on, where we know he's coming in at different places, so you know he's going to be t- even tougher games
0: than they were last exactly. year. Exactly. So you know, Red Velvet will definitely be up there again, and
1: just score so many goals with Harry Taylor up front, yeah, and they're, yeah, they're strong yeah. all the way through the the, the spine the of the spine, team. Exactly. I, mean, I think we're
2: probably one of the only teams to, to keep a clean sheet against them. They at <laughs> yeah. their place, and they had a tough task on their hands. our centre that whole game, but you know he's a, he's a tough player
1: to play against so. it's very very good player right the cup who's, who who's going to win the, the western section cup it's
0: a tough one isn't it because the premier sides are in it as well wouldn't they on that side
1: no they're in the, the do they enter the AR, yeah, the, yeah. AR, the AR, I, I, IRC interregional so. yeah I think it's between the first two they okay. if one western premier is it so from your oh, division, from division, from your division, it, who, who's got the best chance of winning a, winning the, the cup?
2: Without, without us, we can't pick. Yeah, up not them. yourselves.
1: <laughs> That's a given. Um, a
2: couple of good cup teams.
0: South East are a good
1: cup South
2: side. East go far in cups. Um, they won the.
0: They won it. They won They, won they, the beat, they beat Staples Monarchs. They yeah, beat. The, so they won
1: the Kent County Intermediate Shield, didn't they? It, yeah, so I mean, so from a
2: sort of friendly rivalry, we'd like to see them get to a cup final and and potentially win it, but. Um, yeah there's a lot of teams Club Langley, Club Langley A good cup side as well didn't Yeah they know? won They won the big
1: cup A couple yeah, of years they're ago won,
2: They're not a bad cup team either um, They're a good league team I think two years ago They were quite they were up there For a long time But um, Again that's another name We haven't even mentioned yet so, you know, They're in yeah, our league yeah. as well So There's two or three Good cup teams in our league So I expect them Sort of two or three To go quite far
1: Right now the big one Who do you expect To be relegated From Division 1 West Next season <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: oh oh, yeah. That's the toughest one. Yeah, I think you just. I so said
2: we we can, you can argue up any team in that league, can win the league. Um,
0: Who say
2: it? But probably Langley, potentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're a solid, solid county team, but with the uh, from local rival, we know the, the local teams. Um, we can just see them going from strength to strength. I say Langley between them. More, I, don't, I can't see more of them going down with the players that they've no. put in
0: there. Um, if you don't progress in this league and you sit still, you, you'll really struggle.
1: Well, I it? mean, I'm, I, I, I spoke to Steve Daly on the podcast during the summer, or during lockdown, should I say. And I think it's fair they maybe stood still last season and, and look at what happened to them. I mean, yeah. they, they, were, they were sort of fighting against relegation. And, exactly. Now, I'm sure they would have turned it round without um, lockdown ending the season. But um, I think they stood still last season, and I don't think Steve will mind me. Mind me saying that. Um, but um, yeah, it's a tough division. It's a tough division. <laughs> Club Langley to go down then. They're more southies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. You long
0: never long to know. The One of away no, well. sits, so let's get yeah sydenham sydenham the year before last were right up there, and then last season we're right down the bottom of the league yeah. again you know and it's it, you know it's such a such a merry-go-round in that division of of, of ups and downs like we say if you're not if you're not bringing players in and progressing the club the right way you're gonna you, you're really gonna struggle in there because it's always improving it's like you said it's arguably the toughest division you know in, in amateur football
1: definitely you know absolutely right I'm going to jump ahead of quest, uh, a set of questions. We get to the teammates a bit in a in a sec. So, <laughs> just the best opposition that you faced last season. Which one team look you look at and think fucking hell they were good. <laughs>
2: um, I think. I know we went down to ten men very early against Chipstead away, um, but I mean they could have they could have put ten ten away if they. We got an unbelievable goalkeeper, um, best goalkeeper I've seen at the club. Country mile. Um, that's no disrespect for the, the former keepers, but he played in the Australian A League. 23, um, okay. so he's, he's not he's bad. Good, then. He's a good keeper. He's um, mad. Yeah, he's a mad Aussie. Mad Aussie. Uh, Aussie <laughs> UK. Strange yeah. accent, bless him. But um, yeah, I think chips did away. I think they were they were tough, real tough. I mean, we scored three against them with ten men. You know, we got we were three nil down, got it back to three all with ten men. Um, I think they scored just before half time, something like that. Um, it might have been five two, but either way, we got it back. And they were, they were just a tough team, real, real tough team. they got some unbelievable players, their fitness levels are high, they're pressing. Um, yeah, uh, it's a, it was an enjoyable game. I know we lost a game, but it was an enjoyable game to be a part of. It was end-to-end for a long time, but they they got some real quality there. So I'd say that they're the toughest team.
1: Okay. Uh, what was your favourite game overall last season?
2: Uh Hall's win away was good for me personally.
1: <laughs> he was getting dib on the side, wasn't he? You play fullback, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, you're yeah, you're, you're getting it all from the side yeah. uh, <laughs> I'd
2: say one of our best game, Red Velvet at home. To uh, very early game. Uh, I mean, we we're again tuning up, but then our mad keeper got sent off. Yes, sent off he stabbed on, on uh, Harry Taylor's chest at one point. It was oh my a, god! Terrible. But um, he apologised. He apologised <laughs> afterwards, and you know they they shook hands and went went their way. I think he made a meal out of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we drew the game to all. Uh they scored a penalty from that from that incident and then they scored straight afterwards and that center half winning goal. Um and there's pictures all over the camera yeah, Gavin,
0: Gavin and Julie were down there, so, you know, was down there yeah. taking photos and she picked this picture and it's got to be one of her favourites because he's, he's our centre half if people don't know and he's in goal and he's picking one out of the top bins putting it over the bars absolute blinding <laughs> save for a centre <laughs> half just to go in and do it but yeah it was a good game yeah, Ian Kemp yeah, <laughs>
2: the boy, Ian Kemp Kemp-y. One
0: of I think early on although we didn't go too far in the Cups we played Eyed oh, um, yeah. Hill away in the first round of the cup and ideal were four unbeaten they just got promoted into the prem and um, and they stuffed us twice the season before and we went to their gaff and beat them 4-0 and we blitzed them absolutely played them mm. off the park and that was a real real good performance and a real um, trend set I suppose for the start of the season it sort of set the mould this is where we are now let's keep going and the yeah, boys did, boy, yeah, did really boy well
2: like young players didn't we from uh for our team and brought in a striker, um, been lacking serious, you know, options up front, and he, he came in last year and he got a hat trick in about twenty minutes in that game. So he kind of gave everyone a boost, gave himself a boost. This is his first year at men's football. He's been playing under twenty threes up until this point, so we can only see them sort of players coming in for us, you know, going from strength to strength. So, but yeah, that was a good game as well, I'd say. But yeah, but for me personally, Red Velvet at home was an unbelievable game to watch as well. Because even they put it out themselves, we dominated with 10 men and with a centre half in goal. So to do that against a team like them, you know, it was a real sort of, like Gare said, a trendsetter for the rest of the season for us.
1: Right. Now your chance to have a go at your teammates <laughs> and clubmates.
2: <laughs> well, well, One with get a this, this
1: <laughs> <laughs> the section that uh, will we'll set the group chat alight tonight when you, when you put the uh, recording in there. Right. So Welling Park who's got the worst banter is it easy
2: it's, it's, a, toss, it's a toss up I, I spoke to the skipper about this one because <laughs> I'll have to ask him but he went for one of the young lads he calls himself vice captain even though I am um, <laughs> TJ Joe Taylor Johnson uh, he seems like he makes jokes but he looks dead serious and everyone thinks he's made a cracking joke there just laughing at, he's just staring at you <laughs> so no one has no, no idea what his sense of humour is um, he came away <laughs> on my stag dude, and he went around shouting out sp stag 2k19 the whole time he, <laughs> right. thought, he thought it was hilarious everyone else was laughing with him but yeah he knows he knows now
0: that we're laughing behind his back
1: <laughs> how many characters showed themselves up in the uh, group chat through lockdown plenty of crap Banter going throw a couple
0: of other names out there i think the worst banter we could easily do that Love looking it. at the resi's chat I Think Aaron Nicola's got a shout for himself the worst <laughs> fan. <family. laughs> he's always at it. Honestly, he's, he's shocking, but fair play to him. He sticks, he sticks, he sticks it out there, and then just takes
1: all the abuse takes afterwards. Abuse, yeah, all the time. Who's the worst dressed?
2: Oh, hands down, Adam Farhey. <laughs> I think he rocked up with a. Uh, you know, we we just, we get told we have to wear club tracksuit polo shirts to game, and if it's above a certain temperature, one of the boys says, "Right, boys, there's shorts weather, you can wear shorts." I think he rocked up in a roll neck and a pair of Chino shorts, you know, when you go to football wear a pair of football shorts or a pair of casual shorts, chinos, come on. <laughs> it's not on me. <laughs>
1: he's a good player, Alex, I like him actually. When we, when yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, he's a
2: good player, we far, he, I mean, he, wins, he wins about a dozen penalties a year, um, don't tell the refs that,
1: but, um, we,
2: we pick him up on it at training. It <laughs> when I we, have we, done him for diving I think before, Yeah actually. definitely,
0: when we were playing we had, uh, He's back playing for us now. Beaky at uh, centre half. Dean, he, oh, he, he used to wear some unbelievable clobber, women's leggings.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Tank tops. Everything. Yeah. He here, honestly, <laughs> he's coming. Uh, honestly, he's he's good banter But yeah, he yeah. had some shockers. Absolutely. I think you had
2: half <laughs> half garage, half emo back in
0: your. Oh yeah, it was a weird day, setup. So. But yeah, I look forward to seeing He's now that he's back at the club. I
1: look forward to see what he's wearing. Yeah. Who's the biggest moaner on the pitch?
2: So, it's two different things here. You've got one Adam Fahey <laughs> um, at every player on the pitch. Not yeah. our players, the other team. And everyone for no reason. Um, But then we've also got Bradley Ashby. And I, I thought he was okay. But this pre-season, and it's pre-season, you know, we're all shouting, him, Brad, come on, leave it out. And he's screaming at the ref. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's an obvious foul. And he's going, Oh, there's no way he didn't meet. Mean- didn't mean it, but it's still a foul, mate. Come on, you can't be moaning every two seconds at the ref. And he shouts, he screams his head off. He just like Brad, come on, please shut up. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 he won't like that, but he'll have to take it.
0: <laughs> Steve Hudson's got to be up there as well, is For the it? Rezies, yeah. Oh, yeah Steve, without yeah. that, without that, Steve, yeah, god, his missus she give him a right hook every time he walks in the door because he's got another yellow card for. From- Mathing off, <laughs>
1: <laughs> twelve quid now as well, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you
0: know what? We stick a fiver on top, don't we? Because we got yeah, yeah. caught out a couple of years ago. We, you know, you yeah. work up the threshold points, but uh we said to Nad, you know, mathing off, ill discipline. If you get one through for dissent or respect to referees, <laughs> an extra fiver because it goes in the pot. And then, if we don't get the threshold, then we spend it at the current. So, even a sim
1: bin, you stick you stick a fiver No, we it. won't do that. Because you still build up the points. So no, yeah, so simbins we do, sorry. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, they don't get the, the tenner No, there's don't no tenner. But we charge them the fiver because the points are building up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that stops them. I think we only had two simbins. Sorry,
1: boys, I, I might have just given the, uh, the guys an idea <laughs> no, of that. they I think we only
0: had two last year. So, fair play. Obviously, it works. So, yeah, that keeps the boys down. Steve missed after the season last year with an ACL so he uh <laughs> his his disappointment was all right. so, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the worst taste in music?
2: Oh actually <laughs> subjective. Um, <laughs> I'd have to put myself forward if I'm honest with you. Go on. Safe safe version. Um I like all the kind of slow r&b jams and before a game that's not kind of ideal i go really, back no. to the modern classics um <laughs> one of our, our, our players who's injured he's been a long-term injury ronan dunphy i mean he loves neil
1: diamond he has been injured for ages well, yeah, i yeah, think you know, AC,
2: he's, he's done his acl um so he, he's trying to work his way back um, unfortunately he took a, took a knock at training on, on tuesday so set him back a little bit longer but a phenomenal player yeah he's a good player um, um, but yeah, I probably have to put myself forward. I mean, I, I forgot the speaker the other week, so I got a big fine for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the other boy, the other boy got a—you know—they they like their own music. I don't particularly like it, and I, I do call them up on it, but I get shut <laughs> down quite, quite quickly. Um, but you yeah. don't, you
1: don't have any clout within the club then, by the sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the no, yeah, even throwing the
2: chairman name out there, they don't listen to. It,
1: you
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nah, they're good lads. They're good lads in the change room, but. Yeah, probably my, probably myself.
1: Yeah. You're back, you backing him on that one, eh? Oh? Uh, I don't know. Yeah,
0: maybe. It's like a real mix of Co- music. And- Cove, Cove's got an awful. Oh, he's got well, he's got a big collection of music, but he puts on some absolute howlers at the time. They, the resis tend to leave Jack DJ because he tends to cater for all. So, uh, yeah, but you could hear Cove throw out some absolute horrific tunes from time to time.
1: But he'll be singing along, so he's happy. <laughs> Who's the longest in the shower? Oh. And you can take that question whichever way you want to. <laughs> Who needs a third flip flop in the shower?
2: <laughs> it's got an
1: extra long tail.
2: <laughs> I don't do a lot of looking, if I'm honest <laughs> no, about no, that. No. well, that you. It's a really weird to answer, isn't <laughs> it? You can but, uh, answer it however you like it. I'll, I've known the skipper for a long time. He's one of my best mates. <laughs> he spends a long time in a shower, whatever way you want to look at it. <laughs> well, that's that one. And, uh, I mean, I mean he's deceptive because he's a short lad playing centre half, and you wouldn't expect it on him.
1: Right, <laughs> well, that's the answer. The skipper, no name, just the skipper. <laughs> skipper gets it. <laughs> so, some more general questions then. Um, who's the player's player at Welling Park? And I don't necessarily mean this to be the bloke who was rate, right, who was voted player's player, but the player that good on a good player. He helps around the club. Does everything he's supposed to do. That, that type of character who's, who's that lad for you boys there's
2: a couple in our team now um,
1: good place to be
2: yeah Connor yeah. Cooper the skipper like I said we mentioned him before I've dropped his name <laughs> <laughs> um, he's fantastic around the club uh, he's won players player a few times over the years just his consistency and um, he lets you know he lets you know if, if you're not doing the right thing on the pitch and he, and he has some home truths to say in the change room which is why partly we made him captain in the first place um, I'd say sort of not vocally but players play a joke Joe here. Joe fantastic footballer, fantastic I think I mean, he's the uh, manager's teacher's pet kind of thing he, <laughs> he loves him absolutely loves him he couldn't do anything wrong I think he broke three training poles over pre-season and Harry refused to believe it was um, it was Joe um, <laughs> but it, yeah but again he's, you know, he's there every week yeah. Um, I think he, he's he's up there in the appearances for the club now because he's just been there every single game. Yeah. Um, great look, great player to have around.
0: Yeah, you look at a couple of boys as well. Who's pretty? Who's still here from day one with me? You know, so if you look into at the res, he's got Jack Minnie there and Tony Thompson, and they're they're fantastic and Absolutely superb. Like God knows how many appearances they got for the club as a whole between them. It's got to be nearly 600, I'd say. And they're, 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 they're phenomenal. Tony done treasury for a while. Jack held a few statuses. He done treasury fixtures, managed for a while. And they're still involved and still helping out and helping my brother, who's, who's running the reses. They're steering him and looking to, to help out at training. For example, they, they trained the other night and four of them were, this sort of collection they've got down there, four of them were injured, all four at training. Standing on the sidelines, mm-hmm. just helping out and where they could, do what they could. Giving a bit of banter, cheering everyone up, but mm. still still coming down, you know. It's the that. sign
1: of a proper club, isn't it? Yeah. That where you get yeah, that? Yeah,
0: you know, injured players turning up on a Tuesday night to uh, mm. come down and, and, and help or, or watch and just be around the boys and have a bit a good laugh. So yeah, some good names there, I think,
1: as a whole. Yeah. Who's your unsung hero? Our
0: what mum probably. Yeah. Your mum. Her, yeah, always. Yeah. Beyond Honestly. every successful
1: team, there's a, a successful mother, yeah. isn't there? Well, out, out. She does.
0: She does. She's done the kits now for God knows how long, and fair play to her. As many times as we tell them, they, she still sometimes has to put around in someone's sock and turn it in the right way. Around. Yeah. <laughs> but she, do you know what? She she washes, presses, folds up every kit into an individual bag with the number on it. Little things like that when you get to football, you open the kit bag up, here's number one, here's number two, here's number three, here's number four, and they're all there. Short shirt, socks, all matching, all washed, all pressed and yeah, fair go, play where she's done.
2: It does go unappreciated at times, you know, you can sort of it, it does frustrate you in the chain people oh these oh, these socks are too tight. Come, come on, on mate like, yeah. you ain't have, have to wash your kit since you've been here <laughs>
1: where do you, where do you, where do you like stand that? on the uh, sock cutting debate oh, don't, no. happen. Yeah, don't happen if you want to do that get your own socks my dad did
0: one one year the mum was away and he was he was washing the kit and we had a lad come down and play with the resis for uh, about three months <laughs> his, his name was Dylan his name was Dylan Togba like Pogba you know but I remember looking at him once and he had socks on and I was like Where's the bottom half of your socks? You cut them off in the change room. <laughs> That's like, mate. I've got to pay for these now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, look, if you want to bring your own socks that match your kit, fine. They're easily. There's only a Joe. You know, they're kits. You can yeah. pick them up. Mm. Go I, grab them. But I mean,
2: if you're talking, we're talking player-wise for the first team. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the boys recognised it last year, but one of the boys played right back for us pretty much the whole season. Jack Jolly, fantastic, great athlete, um, up and down the right the whole time. Um, it's not unappreciated but you know when a team we had a, a great defensive record for about five six years um,
1: fullbacks rarely get rarely yeah, get any headlines i head stick up for
2: him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we're both fullbacks but yeah I mean we've got another player who plays sort of centre midfield Jack Henry he's superb uh, yep. our set piece specialist um, although he's missed a few penalties but he scores a lot of free kicks and you just think come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. you bend it in from 25 days. yards twelve. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so again another fantastic player that we've got on our books uh, we've got a young lad who plays sort of left what, left side now um, Isaac oh, I mean you don't want to be on the other side of the tackle from him he's, he's ferocious and he's come into the team now um, a couple of his mates come with him and they're still around the club as well they're still you know priming for that position in the first team but yeah them, them sort of three I would say that they're sort of pushing the club leaving them in the right direction right way we want to play and right way we want to be around the club so fantastic footballers to have
1: brilliant it sounds like the, the club can only be in a good place when you've got that many decent characters around and yeah, obviously that's led that's from the top all the way down to I have mention team. all the
2: boys in the first yeah. Yeah. I can't, I'm, trying, I'm trying to do my best <laughs> but um, they're, they're all fantastic I mean the coaching team we've got there um, John Coleman's come in to help out he was at the reserves the year before um, but he's come in he's new of life. He gets a lot of banter from the boys, but he takes it. Oh yeah, you yeah. could have, you could
0: have thrown him in for worse banter, couldn't you, John? Yeah, yeah, he's
2: poor. Yeah, he's poor. <laughs> we have a shirt with a with a giant bell, and it says "Capital Letters" end underneath it. And John had someone to wear gets it John everywhere. Had it. John had to wear it for the first time on Tuesday, and he deservedly so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, down to some more grassroots-related questions. Yeah. What do you think is being done well uh, to develop and support grassroots football?
2: so from the Kent FA we had a pitch funding grant yep. well, pitch funding marketing have been uh, facility grant was yeah. we had a couple of years ago that was fantastic for us um, obviously we're not SDC anymore but hopefully they've put it to good use that we gave it to and, and yep. improved the facilities a little bit more than than, than we needed to when we were there but they're fantastic um, their communication has been brilliant with us uh, I think Gavin's in there at the moment and leading the way and um, if you need him, you email him, and he's back to you straight away. There's no, none of this waiting around no. two, three weeks for a reply. Mm-hmm. He, he is, he's on the ball mm-hmm. um, himself and Julie, fantastic sort of ambassadors for the for, for the Kent FA. It's superb to have them around and to have them sort of supporting the club. For for years we haven't really had that support that we felt when we first joined the Kent League because we wasn't a known club. No, um, but as we've come through, you know, Gary's been in communication with them myself now. um, the manager he deals with the referees he's fantastic with them um, but yeah I'd say they, they support communication with them is fantastic especially during this lockdown period you know they've been very upfront and honest about mm-hmm. you know the AGM that they've done via Zoom again fantastic we should do it more often instead of yeah but yeah no, we did we gave him a lot of feedback on that it was, it was positive um, you can do everything you can online these days so, um,
1: if yeah, you had the option at the end of lockdown to vote points per game or to void it what what would your choice have been what, what, or what not maybe what's your choice because obviously you were in and amongst it for promotion but what are your thoughts on points per game and voiding what?
0: I, I think the points per game thing was just a bit too tough because the, the just the golf in games played I think had everyone played a similar number of games yeah. and against similar opposition obviously the problem with amateur football is fitting games in so it's not like professional game where the first half of the season you play one set of clubs and then in the second half of the season you play the same in reverse fixtures yeah. obviously you could play the same team twice in a month and you've you done against them in, in the league um, you know when you got a side who's only played seven games and won six of them drawn one and the draw was against us and uh, if you give them points per game, they're going to they're going to fly it because they've only played seven games. So I think it's fair for amateur football just to avoid it. I think it's harsh on the teams that waltz leagues, but then a strong league would look at it and make the right decision. I think if they could, yeah. um, if there's space, that that's the key now. I think space. Yeah, um, there's not I been many
1: teams. There's not been any new teams coming to the western the section, west side, has there? No, no,
0: no, it's just
2: all, it's all full. No, yes, um, completely full. Yeah, I mean, use ten and, uh, ten and B who who had the, the least amount of games played in our league, and anyone can look at it and go look. Not, but they had a lot of tough away games to go to. Um, they
0: were coming pretty much to all the Bexley clubs away. You know, Bexley
1: us it's, it's gas. Tough away us, you, you know. To go to. But I ref them against Bexley over at Ten and B actually and they were a real good little side. Mm. They had one sent off on the day, um, but I think they were 2-0 down and come back and beat them 3-2 yeah. on the day with 10 men, so they were a real good, resilient side. Yeah,
0: so I think, I, think I, I, I do. although it's a shame that in theory the season didn't happen because it was one of, especially the first team, better seasons in terms of it being in Div 1 West and probably a, a good chance for us to get out of that division, whether it had been first or... As they're doing now, the second place playoff against the team from East, um, it was probably the right decision because, like you said at the yeah. start, you couldn't have told me who won. Who would have won at no, league?
1: No, definitely not.
0: And I think the same is really, you know, if it went to points per game, our reserves probably would have ended up getting relegated. But they were on a real good run of form going into the end of the season. I think they won three out of four. Yeah. So, like, you know, if it gone at points per game, they would have suffered for it. So, I, f- I, f- I do think it was the right decision because. As a whole, you got it right. You know, it's, you a, it right.
2: it's a tough call, but they've probably got it just about right. I think, like you said, it's tough for the a teams few that are teams well away, but it's it's a godsend for some other teams as well. You've got to look at it in that sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, relegations would have been tough, wouldn't it? But I yeah. think some promotions for, especially for teams in Div Three West. Yeah, uh, House did. I mean, they were a team that only played about six league games all season, but yeah. they were smashing it. Yeah, uh, Sporting Club mid reserves. Stand out in Div Two West. They were they were strolling.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Then you got the likes of Meridian and um, Farmborough Reserves in Div Three as well. Yeah. Um, but it's tough. I mean, I I think I go with Void every day. Then there's no there's no no one's moaning about no, it. just exactly. it is what it is.
0: Yeah. It's just, like I say, it's a bit of pill to swallow for some. But as a whole, that's why it was voted in. You know, on, on a lot of leagues where they they put it to the vote, mm. the majority voted.
2: I mean I don't even know if we would have gone up with points per game I don't no know I think we would have missed out
0: if we would have missed out then and that would have been tough to take you know because we would have yeah. we would have we would have had we would definitely have
2: taken ourselves in the last few games we definitely taken points,
0: points, points. off sides around us and we had a chipset to play and gas to play again and you know we would have fancied ourselves it's so it's yeah right decision
1: okay uh, what would you like to see improve in grassroots football
0: <sighs> pitch you know space is key in it at the moment so many teams coming in across the board I mean how, how many divisions have Westford got this season
1: I've, I've, I reckon there's 200 teams between Westfar, the Alton and Bromley uh, the Met League in this area because there's, there's nearly 100 it's in. Insane. I mean how, how, where are these teams playing their football and do
0: you think little reverse question for you do you think that leagues need to cap it at some stage because I was thinking about this the other day how many players are there to play like you, there must be teams going into them Leagues and divisions with
1: maybe only 14, 15 players which Yeah, I mean, my my worry also is uh, about refs. Obviously, I'm, yeah. I'm a ref, but um, where are the refs coming from? Because yeah, exactly. you, these leagues, the, refs can give their dates to different leagues. Refs just say to a league, yeah, I'll do that date for you and the other league, I'll do that for you. But where are you? There doesn't seem to be many people going into it. There's yeah. no new ref courses at the moment because all the counties are closed. Yeah, where are the resources coming from, like that? Not alone, not only pitches. I think we're going to see a comeback of the half twelve or two o'clock kickoff on a Sunday. And we're going into Sunday football. I know, yeah. but um, I just think we're going to have a comeback of that, just to find spaces for teams. Mm. And then you, then you start finding out if you play at two o'clock on a Sunday, how hard it is to get a, a bloke to go and play football at two o'clock when he exactly. wants to be in the pub watching the football. Exactly, um, and where the refs coming from? That's the biggest. That's the biggest. Um, challenge I think we face at grassroots football Saturdays and Sundays um, where's the space where's the new spaces is coming exactly. from I mean you look at we um, approach that uh, we approached, before yeah. you get in, before you get into the price of it of course as well
0: we did we, we approached a 4G uh, a new 4G centre in Eltham um, about playing now uh, training there sorry when it got built and I asked them how much was it to hire for the hour um, and they said to me it was £136 an hour for the whole pitch and I said oh that's not too bad plus fat oh great <laughs> so yeah. now you're looking at nearly 160 quid. you know what I mean for an hour you know as, as, as although the surface isn't great definitely not for matches really although we do play a few on there Sammy Montague is perfect for us for training yeah, um, because it's a 3-4G it's pitch and we get the whole lot of it and the costs aren't insane and we train on the whole pitch we hired a whole pitch we have done for the past four years but yeah if, you know if, if the FA could as a whole now not just the Kent FA you know the Kent FA do as much as they can but if the FA as a whole could filter money down so that these facilities that are there could be subsidized then it would definitely help out football as a whole I think because it's just it saves costs for clubs and the biggest crippler of amateur football and non-league football is, is cost
1: financial cost I think, I think the problem is teams are willing to pay what some of these venues are asking for so they don't they won't they don't, they yeah, don't exactly. reduce their prices because exactly. someone will pay it yeah I think we need more spaces and I think we need more cheaper spaces yeah and God knows how that's going to happen on the back of <laughs> um, on the back of all this COVID stuff with the economy and all that tanking yeah um are they going to start putting money into grasses? Yeah, I'd like, to take
0: a, I'd like to take a snapshot of all the leagues this year and see, maybe not so much Saturday football, but more so Sunday football, because obviously with the rise of YouTube and everything, there's a lot more Sunday teams becoming uh, coming to the front. And I'd like to see how many of them are still here in three, four years' time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's an interesting one because many teams just turn up for a few years, win a few cups and... And disappear. they teams disappear. oh yeah.
2: and then restart back up again. Restart
1: again. <laughs> a few of the players go to somewhere else, and then yeah, it all goes again. chasers. But <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah, it's is, it is what it is. Exactly, but you know, we're alright You know, Are
0: we're you we're lucky. We're luckily, obviously, where the club's well funded, and and you know, it's in a good place, and we're set space wise now, and home wise in terms of Foots Cray, we've sort of made that home now, and hopefully will be mm-hmm. for the future. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more done facilities-wise around around football in Bexley
1: mainly. You know, it's not even
2: for us; it's for other, other teams.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true though. It's true. You yeah. don't have to, just because you're in a good place that doesn't no, mean you right. don't I wish it for other clubs. No, you know? Of course,
0: you know you want everyone to play on a nice surface because you want to go with nice surfaces. You want to play on nice surfaces. You want everyone to have good facilities and nice changing rooms and bar areas and stuff. Obviously, but we're not going to get it. But if we could just get pitchy, nice pitches and facilities for teams to go and play in that's all we want you know what I mean everyone just wants to turn up and play a good game
1: of football on a nice surface couldn't put it better myself right last section of the interview is the open forum section this is the part for you to give all your thank yous although you've mentioned your sponsors already (laughs) I'm happy for you to mention them again just anyone that helps you out around the club or anyone that's helped you along the way uh, to get you where you are today
0: yeah I mean if we start from the start you know those my five six seven mates who stuck with me throughout you know the club you know Shazza, Danny, Jack, James, Beaky. his brother Dan who wasn't a goalkeeper and played in Goldruss for 10 years um, <laughs> you know. Was he a good goalkeeper he, he buddy? Very of the good goalkeeper. He, was. <laughs> he was a good goalkeeper at the start of it but he, he was he, he was a centre midfielder by trade and he'd come in and play in Goldruss but all them boys from the start Tony they all stuck with me and helped the club progress and even the boys who, who didn't and uh, were only there for part of it was was massive and we can we wouldn't be where we are without them, uh, Dad as well. Who's you know Brian Perfect who, who helped run and steer the club. Like I said at the start, all the way through, um they've, they've been fantastic for us. And me and my brothers and we've all learned so much from them. All all of them. Yeah, it's, it's real good. You know, real good core. And it's good when we have so we have like we say the curry nights and club days and uh, we. we did a few old boys games this year. I got all my old lot back together and played games, and it was good laugh. And they're all still, they have all still got some emotional tie at the club, and that, that's good and that's nice. So, yeah, big thank you to all them. Thank you to, yeah. to the,
2: the new managers, all the managers that we got. I mean, we sing their praises all the time in the, in the group chat. You know, we thank them for everything they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does go unnoticed sometimes. You know, with the players, it's not their fault. They're just focused on winning games. But you know, the managers do a lot of work behind the scenes. And mm. you know, we got Harry for the first team, Brabber for the set for the reserves at the moment, and the, the two Sunday managers, Nick and Chris. Nick and Chris. Um, Adam obviously helps out with the Sunday boys. Chris runs it on his own, but with a couple of other people helping him out. Um, Adam does it with Tony and Jack and Steve. And you know, the first team we got John and Robbie, and you know, they're all good lads. Uh, and, and they bought into the club ethos and that's all we wanted you know that, that's what we do when we bring people in is we, we don't want them to have you know their own we have a club ethos that's what we want to work on that's what we want to build on and that's what we do you know we sell the club to them and if they want to buy into it buy into it and you had that saying we spoke about it last night you're either with a club for six months or you're with a club forever uh, and that's, that's the way we go
0: yeah you're either with six months or past six years and that seems to be the way you know you look at through the the archives we got we keep like little you know stats that we can give players You know yeah. only, only appearances and goals and stuff like that you know the main things but you know you look how many how many lads have played over 100 games for our club we must have 25-30 mm. we've got a good maybe 10 who've played over 200 three lads who scored over 100 goals you know and they're boys who've stuck with us and thank you to all of them you know they've been, they've been with us forever and they continue to do so and like you said the club it's got a good group and it wouldn't be where it would be without the group you know so is this a
1: lifelong thing for you boys now is this you they'll all as long as you're going yes. they'll we'll be see. a well part team see. I think so <laughs> yeah I'd say so. I'd say so. I'd say so I'd say so as
0: long as you can continue to bring boys in and that, that was my worry when I asked the question about are there too many teams you know if you dilute the, the amount of teams in leagues where do you get the players from you because know, everyone's fine. Everyone's look, You look at. You I look think well.
1: certain teams, just any player with half a half a clue, will have a look at a club like yourselves and see that there's. Hang on, there's there's a couple of teams around here with Welling Park as their as the as their name, and yeah. they must be decent. Let me go and. Oh my mate! Oh my mate plays for them. I'm going to yeah. go and train with them, and then they talk to you boys, and then you can give them all of that history and all that stuff. And anyone with half a clue will want to play for a club that's yeah. been going for, for for as long as you boys have been
0: going. You hope that you look back at it at the end of it all and think, or, you know, if it's still going, you know, when, when I call it a day or Sean calls it a day and think uh, we had a real good good time there and it's still going, you know, that'd be that'd be amazing. When my dad left, he said, I'd love to one day look back or pick up the paper and see, you know, Welling Park playing in the first round of the FA Cup or something like that. You know, it's a pipe dream, but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not... No, million miles away from it. You get, you get to and, and, and you're in the, I you know, it's the preliminaries, but it's still it's the the FA, FA Cup. Cup. It's the FA Cup. You know, and it's that's that's amazing. And, and to think we're not a million miles away from that is, no, is, 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 is real nice feeling. And, you know, as I say, I always laugh with my mates when we talk about it that day when we were sitting in the pub talking about creating a football team and there we are now talking about the FA Cup. Like, yeah, we you know, know, but... Why not dream, no, you know. You got you
1: got to, you got to something to aim for and if yeah. and if it is playing in the extra preliminary round of the FA Cup then so be it. Do you know what I mean? it's, yeah. it's, it's more of a dream and it's it's more clo- it's closer to you now than it was when you started the club. Exactly. So there's progression there all the time. Yeah.
0: And you know, it's just yeah, it's wicked. For me, you know, I said I wouldn't play again and we set up an old boys team this year and we played some vets teams. That was good fun. So, you know, we cuz we're not quite old enough to play vets we haven't got a squad old enough to play vets we've probably got about six we're or eight there. but we're getting there, we're
1: getting there. um <laughs> uh, so I, f- I think we'll probably there are some vets league sunday vets league starting up to be funny yeah in, in, in westford and the southern sunday wow. oh really both setting up vets leagues on uh, sundays fair. because they just want to keep players in yeah. the league yeah that's a good thing because vets some vets we've, we've, well if you've got families and stuff it's hard to, to play on a Saturday afternoon sometimes but most people can get out on a Sunday morning and play, yeah, play exactly. football yeah. so yeah Vets on a Sunday that would be, uh, yeah, be good
0: step. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well uh, we, we had a good laugh last year doing it so you know we'll do it again this year just friendlies but we'll see where we go from there but the club's going in the right way and that's the main thing
1: any last thank yous before we finish the interview not off to the top of my head I think
2: we've pretty much yeah, like, we'll covered everybody, everybody with inside the club that we want to thank um just everybody along the way. That, even the oppositions that we've had, the rivalries that we've had, you know, they've been fantastic. Yeah, man, you know, some real good fa- people you know, Steve, in football. There, Steve Daly, yeah. he's been around for a long time. He's been, you know, he's close with Gary and, and recent years myself. And you know, he he spoke nice words about us on here when he was in. And, and again, what he's done there for that club is fantastic. Um, and yeah, yeah. Pod works with him now, and we've known Pod for, for years. And yeah, you know, they're all pushing the club in the right direction. Obviously, last year they stood still a little bit, like you mentioned, but we have no doubt that they, they'll push on again that they've they've done it over the years and they'll continue to do it they've got a big setup, a bigger setup than we have um so there's no reason for them to not do there um,
1: any uh there are there any kids in the pipeline for an under eights or under nines or, or anything uh, in your, I was <laughs> from <laughs> you guys <laughs> funny oh, not, enough not um, me not me uh, not me yeah. or one, mate. Uh, <laughs> funny enough I was looking around I was
0: looking around it, uh, the other day for my little girl to get her into football you know she's fire she loves it um there's not much, you know, apart from the wildcat stuff. So I said, so maybe in a couple of years I set up a little Welling Park girls team and see how we go. But yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll we'll see how they go. Welling Park ladies, I say. But you know, but it, it, I don't know. I don't know. we would entertain it if someone come to me and said to me, one of our players or one of the boys associated with the club sent to me, you know. I'm really struggling to sort a, a club out for me boy and I, there's a chance I'll set it up I'll I'd, I'd entertain it I'd, I'd, take, I'd, I'd have a look at it definitely it's a whole different ball game than mm. the adult football obviously with club welfare and, and safeguarding, and, safeguarding all and all that stuff so you know it's a lot more involved for me myself and the person running it but you know once they're up and running you've to go like we, we always said once you get the team up and set up right and set up the right way in our club uh, structure the club will run itself
1: just to have the right people look after it. So, yeah, maybe.
0: We'll, we'll see. We'll see, Andrew. We'll
1: see. Well, it's been continuous uh, progress from day one to today. Uh, let's hope next season is further progression, which will be, uh, which will mean you've hit the heady heights of the Kent County Prem, hopefully. Um, can you stay at the ground you're at if you, make, if you went there? I believe
0: so. I
2: think we can make changes to it that we need to make changes, but yeah. we could stay there in the Prem, yeah.
1: Yeah, I so, so I wish you all the best. I know it's, I know uh, a lot of the guys in that uh, Div 1 um, and it doesn't get any easier. Nah. Um, but as history tells us, you guys keep getting better and better every year. So let's see what you can do next year. Thank you, Thanks for coming on, boys. Cheers, cheers, really great. cheers mate. Bye. Cheers, boys. Having
0: trouble tracking who can play and who can't? Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play. The simple app for next game availability.